Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, back here in the Sports Zone. We've got Mets tickets to give away. We will do that this hour. Uh, your chance to win coming up. Uh, the Mets snowed out today against the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll be back in action tomorrow night. Uh, just about this time, first pitch. Uh, it'll be at 710. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we got the Sports Zone for another couple of hours. And joining uh, myself right now, it is Jim Duquette, former general manager of the Mets. You can hear him on MLB Network Radio on SiriusXM these days. And uh, Duke, how you been? Everything good? Petey Mac, everything is going well. Thanks, and uh, good to be on tonight. That's great. Uh, so, you know, tell me from yeah you know, the GM perspective a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. These young managers around the game. Aaron Boone has, you know, after the decision yesterday, he's going through the grinder uh, for yep. the first time here. Uh, Alex Cora felt a little bit opening day. Gabe Kapler in a big way over the last uh, few uh, after this past weekend. W- what are you looking to see as far as how some of these young guys when they're under the microscope for the first time, how, how they're handling what is happening around them. Yeah, so th- I mean, each one of them are different cases, as you just kind of pointed out. But I, I think when you're when you're in the front office and you have a first-time manager, I remember going through it with Willie Randolph in particular. I had a, a new one down here in Baltimore, a guy named, uh, like Dave Tremblay, although he had more managerial experience, at least in the in the minor leagues. But what you're you're hoping for is that. You know, there's the preparation that's done ahead of time. You're kind of watching this in spring training, and, and, and you're going through those conversations at least once or twice before the season gets going. Even, you know, with Mickey Callaway, hey, if this situation happens, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to – what's the communication like? You go through that, you know, in, in, a, in a tangible way just to make sure you don't have what happened to, to Gabe Kapler the other day on Saturday when – he went out, took the pitcher out without somebody warming up in the bullpen, and, and it happened to Boone, Aaron Moon too. Luckily for him, it was in spring training uh, when he brought Batances back out. Uh, you know, once he had been into the into the clubhouse, mm. I think I think he was even undressed at one point, or didn't have his cleats on or shirt on, but Batances didn't, so they called him back out during the game. So so it does happen, but you know, it's an embarrassment obviously to the organization, and you're really putting players at risk if if uh, you know you do that, and, and that's what Kapler did the other day. Yeah, it was a it was a mess there. I mean, would you be curious how you know the Phillies players respond to that? Do, do you think it's just you know quickly swept under the rug? Okay, he took accountability and that's it. Because that is a, the kind of mistake that we just haven't seen in a real no. regular season game. I don't think I, I can't remember seeing it in twenty five years uh, of that of this happening. And and maybe it did happen one of the other time, but I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. And someone had suggested it happened to Ron Renicky in Milwaukee. Uh, a few years ago, and his first time through, I, I don't remember that. But, but, what, but regardless, it does put a strain. You know, if your if your main uh, let's say strength, one of your main strengths is communication, which is what Gabe Kapler espouses and what you hear from Phillies people. If that's your be- if that's your your main characteristic, and you fail miserably in that area, uh, you know, in the, basically the first weekend of the of the of the season. Yeah, it brings up some serious concerns and question marks with your players. And there already, you know, we're a little bit with the hire. You know, there wasn't the most universally loved hire in Kapler. There were a lot of eyebrows that were raised. He's a little a little bit uh, different, coming in with some different philosophies. Um, and, and, you know, in particular, you know, he, I mean, himself, which you don't hear a lot of, you know, he's, he, um, he was before a spring training game, he was 
uh, met, doing a little meditation when he was, should have been going out with his coaches before, like 20 minutes before the game. So little things like that that, you know, today's modern managers, they, they usually um, aren't doing that type of stuff. So he, he's come in with some controversy around him, and then this happens on top of it. it. You do worry about his credibility within the veteran leadership of the clubhouse. And the Mets, uh, we're going to look at Kapler and the Phillies uh, starting up tomorrow as we chat with Jim Duquette, MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. Now, Callaway might have been in those crosshairs as well with the lineup he put out game two. They score nine runs on opening day and then you know changes it up and Brandon Nimmo is sitting and Kevin Pulecki is sitting and, and they had great opening days. Uh, he had logic to it that this yep. is what he had planned out. He wants to get all these guys at bats. What did you make of shifting things? And they scored six runs, won the game, so it didn't yep. become a big thing afterwards, but first guessing it. Well, I, I mean, first guessing it, I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, somebody like you mentioned with, with uh, Nimmo having the day that he did and Plawecki the way he did. You know, it, what happens a lot of times, these managers, young managers in particular, they get locked in to starting a guy, you know, because they t- try, try to tell him in advance. And for me, there has to be some room for flexibility to start the same guy if he had an exceptional day from the day before. And that's what both of those guys did. It, you know, me, for me, uh, I, it would have been very, very difficult to start uh, uh, when you end up looking at having Lagares start in particular. You know, now it worked out. Darno hit the home run. Uh, you know, Lagares had a couple hits too. Mm-hmm. You know, early on, Bobby Valentine used to try to get everybody a start within the first three to four games of the of the of the regular season at the very beginning of the year, just to get everybody into the flow of it. So. That's, you know, obviously that's what Mickey was trying to do there. I might have picked the Sunday game and not maybe the Saturday one. Okay, and, uh, you know, it ended up working out, so it doesn't get much now. Is it true, if you guys, when you were there as the GM with the Mets or, or in the front office with the Mets, that if a guy had a home run, they were automatically in the lineup the next day? Is that something you did for some period of time? Well, that was my policy. I, 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 and I remember arguing with a couple managers, not necessarily Bobby Bobby V, but Bobby was was a, a believer of that. And I think that's where I, I probably got it from, but I always felt like, geez, if you can hit a home run in a major league game, uh, that's good enough to start the next day, no matter what. I, I used to talk about it with, with uh, you know, when Joe McEwing would go deep on Randy Johnson, which happened an awful lot. You know, he, he, the guy would, would uh, invariably get at least a start the next day. So so that was the, the general feel. Not everyone felt that way. Not every manager. I know down here in, in Baltimore, uh, with the manager I had here, he didn't, he didn't agree necessarily on that, so we'd get into some discussions, and sometimes there would be arguments. But, yeah, I, I, you know, again, that was one of those where, man, it – you know, especially against the, that type of pitcher, if you're you're, you're battling like that and, and uh, having that type of success, uh, home run, extra bait, you know, a couple uh, hits in a game, man, that's deserving of going back out there. Especially in the guys that don't play them as much. Did it ever work where a guy like you know actually hit a, another home run the next day and and actually you had a little run out of that? Well, I remember early with the Mets, you know, Benny Agbayani, I'm pretty sure it was with Bobby V. We, you know, we had that philosophy. He, he came into a game as one of his first games. Ended up having a good one, and he sent him back out there. And before you know it, he put together, you know, basically one of those all-time great starts there for uh, Mets history for for a young player. Uh, still talked about to this day. You know, kind of like with, with the Yankees with Kevin Moss. There's like two guys: there's Kevin Moss and Benny Agbayani. They both mm-hmm. had uh, great great starts. And it wasn't designed that way for Benny. You know, Benny was like a fourth outfielder. Mm-hmm. You know, for, at times. During those uh, during those years, 
And so it really, he really had to fight and battle for the matchups and get his at-bats whenever he could. But, you know, he went on this run. He was so hot. And, and I want to say Mike Jacobs was a similar, uh, similar story when he first came up, you know, where he hit a couple of home runs, and, and then all of a sudden the manager wants to, wants to take him out of the lineup. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, uh, either it was Art, Howe, or, or Willie. One of those two was right in that range where they, were, you know, they wanted to send uh, Jacobs down after uh, a couple of games. They're like, wait a minute, this guy is, is about as hot as we have on our team. We can't do that. So it does happen where guys will, will swing the bat well enough where they, they help you win a couple of games. But it's interesting because I feel like most fans uh, agree with that mentality. Hey, you had a home run Sunday. You should be in the lineup on Monday, yet – Listening yeah. to Mickey Calloway on Saturday talk about how the lineup was set up, he doesn't sound like he's going to be in that camp. And I wonder, would you do it because it was a reward for a good game, or was it because you actually thought, hey, maybe there's something here, this guy is quote-unquote hot, and we yeah. could ride this for a little while? Well, I think, I think that there's you know, the ability to, to you know, ride a player uh, especially if it's a, a, a you know a complementary type player, a bench a role player, bench player, you know they get into to grooves too. And, and again, I, I I'd like to go back and refer to someone like Bobby V because he was he was so good at it. What what he did and it was a little different with him at times because he would this is what before you had the metrics uh, where you could kind of evaluate it based off of some of the algorithms that are out that are available to front offices now. But you know, he was so good at right, hey tonight I've got a, a, a guy who's primarily a slider ball pitcher, righty slider ball pitcher. I've got a guy in a bench uh like in Mark Johnson, a left handed power bat that has slider bat speed. I'm gonna start him tonight on a hunch that he's gonna he's gonna, you know, have a good night. And I'm telling you, more times than not he he would do that, he'd end up hitting a home run. And for me that that was you know Bobby V one of Bobby V's tremendous talents and I I wonder if Mickey's going to try to do the same type of stuff and maybe set his lineup in, you know in advance. Yeah, and it sounds like you know Callaway wants to you know have these lineups in advance and he said he'd already mapped out quite a few of them. Uh, and finally, Jim, I mean one thing you learned uh, about the Mets uh, this past weekend, you know, winning two out of three against the Cardinals. Well, I, you know what? I think that uh, when you when you look, you know, if we got to find out, you know, I don't, I don't know. Did they announce something on Swarzak yet? We got to find out on that. Obviously, the depth of the bullpen is definitely improved with Gaselman. If Swarzak can hopefully stay healthy, it didn't look good the other day. But no, and Robles is in New York, so it appears yeah. Swarzak is headed to the DL. All right, so that doesn't look good. But you know, outside of that, it, it, their bullpen, which we know has been you know somewhat of an issue, is going to be deeper than than uh, I think we can remember in, in some time. So that to me stands out for sure. And I, I really believe that the infield defense on the left side, in particular, mm-hmm. is going to be better than we thought. I don't know about the right side. I don't think the range is all that good on either guy with Cabrera or Gonzalez, but I do think the defense will be better, and I think I'm, I'm you know, I'm looking forward to that. And as we know with the, you know, with the outfield, I think that I feel like when Conforto comes back, that offense is going to be a little deeper than what we've seen over the last year or two. Would you give him a chance to be active as soon as Thursday? If he's ready to go, I'd start him up Thursday. I really would. I, I don't, I don't think there'd be any hesitation. And listen, I know. You know, and for me, here, here's the interesting thing. I'd send Lagares out. I don't know if they will, and I know he's the right-handed bat, but and he's a good defender. I get it. But Nimmo's played well enough where I, I would give him uh, more of the opportunity. I don't think they'll do that. I think they're too left-handed in that sense. But you know, if you do it, do it just based on merit, Nimmo deserves to 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 stay when Conforto comes up. Well, I would think Philip Evans would go down, and they go both five outfielders. No. 
I mean, they could. I guess they could, and you know, because Reyes can play multiple positions yeah. and still with Flores, that that seems logical. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably that could be the the other idea. Because Lagares' defense at the end of games, they, they don't have a true to, center fielder there. Right, it's hard to right. It's hard to t- hard to send him down um, or send him out. Uh, but you know, again, if you're if you're stuck. That would be the guy. But I think you're right. Evans is probably the guy, he has the, and he's the one with the options anyway. All right. Uh, Jim Duquette, Sirius XM. Check him out, MLB Network Radio. And uh, Duke, always a pleasure. Thank you, All sir. Right, we'll do a little SNY this weekend, too, so check that out, too. That's right. Every weekend right. On, uh, cool. on SNY. Thanks, Duke. Uh, right. See you, Pete. Bye.